What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Strong by Sydney show. If you are new here, welcome. If not, thank you for being here again. Thank you so much for your support. Um, I definitely think that you guys are going to enjoy today's episode. Um, If you do enjoy it or if you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave me an iTunes review. Those really do. The five-star reviews really do help me out. Um, and I do want to definitely grow this podcast because I really like to get on here and chat with you guys. Um, educational stuff, life stuff, motivational stuff. I do want to bring on some guests eventually. Um, so those really do help me out. And if you get any value out of this episode, please feel free to share this, um, to your stories, tag me. I would love to repost you. Um, just share something that you learned from it. Um, I would really, really appreciate that as well. So today, what I want to talk about, um, as you can see by the title, is the scale. Um, Kind of talking about should you weigh yourself? Should you just ditch the scale altogether? I kind of want to go because I know that the scale gets demonized, but also some people like say to use it. Um, So I feel like people try to pick sides on it a lot. And I kind of want to go from both sides at it um, and give you guys some of like the pros, the cons, um, why it might not be the most accurate, but what it could be good for. Um, And before I start this episode, I do want to go ahead and say that if you do actually have um, mental struggles with food or a really bad relationship with your body, the scale of food, um, please feel free to just not ever weigh yourself. Like, actually, please don't um, because I think that until you can get that relationship with it better, it is better to not and obviously seek like professional help if you need to as well. That's something that honestly... um, I wish that I would have done a few years ago whenever I was going through my struggles. So never be ashamed to like reach out for help. Um, because regardless, if you know the pros and cons of the scale, if you have a bad relationship with your body, with food, it may not be the best thing for you at this time to use as a progress measure regardless. Um, but with that being said, for everyone else, I definitely think that this episode is going to give you a lot of insight and help you to be able to look at the scale in a little bit more of an objective way. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy this. It's a little bit different than my past episodes, a little bit more educational. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. So I want to go ahead and start with some of the pros of using a scale. Um, and honestly, there's not too many in comparison to the cons. Um, but I think that whenever it comes to the scale, a lot of people just totally demonize it, like I said, and there are definitely some pros to it. So the first one is going to be that you can see like big jumps in the scale. Um, so this could be a sign too, like that you might be losing fat at too quickly of a rate. Um, so if you're a beginner, Uh, and you have quite a bit of fat to lose and you notice that it's dropping really, really fast, um, that might be a sign that you are under eating a little bit too much um, and you kind of need to rein it back in a little bit because whenever it comes to fat loss, we do want to take it slow um, so that we are not losing our muscle. Um, That's kind of for another episode, but you can see big jumps like that um, to be kind of aware of the rate of fat loss or the the rate of weight gain if that is your goal. Um, And then another thing is that you can see trends in the scale. Um, So like with my one-on-one clients, what I have them do is we get averages. So like they'll send me 
uh, four to seven weights a week and I average those out so that we can see trends. So it's not necessarily about the daily number, but I could see that over my span of working with them, maybe their weight has trended down. So maybe one week it was a little bit higher, one week lower, one week back where we started and so on. But over the span of a couple of months, it has trended down through the averages. Um, same thing with increases. If our goal is to build muscle, we can kind of see hopefully the scale turning up a little bit depending on where the person's starting from. Sometimes we will still see some weight loss as well. Um, but it does do a very, very good job at helping us see trends um, in our weight, which can be important for certain goals. Um, and I think that that's one thing that a lot of people overlook um, whenever we get into just saying it's all bad because it definitely does have a place. There's just a lot of reasons why we don't want to use that as our only progress measure. Um, but that is or those are two of the I would call pros of using a scale. So some of the cons of weighing yourself on a on a scale, it's very, very hard to be objective with the scale. So an objective is meaning like looking at yourself from an outsider. Um, we tend to be very subjective with ourselves. So we tend to get on the scale and take that to heart, um, let it affect our day. And instead of viewing it from an outsider's perspective and viewing all of the reasons why the weight could have fluctuated, we just kind of just take it to heart, kind of get upset because of it, maybe let it get to our head, whatever. Um, and even for me, still, sometimes it's hard to be objective. I think that's why it's really good to have people that you can use for accountability, whether that be a friend, a coach, whatever, who can tell you, um, you know, obviously it's okay. And it could have been because of this. It could have been this, 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 this. Um, and then another con is that the scale fluctuates for many reasons, which I will get into in a second. Um, but honestly, fat gain usually is going to be like the least of the reasons, uh, especially like if I have somebody in a pretty controlled calorie intake, um, they're hitting their numbers, whatever. Even if they are in a slight surplus, if the scale goes up three pounds, if we're just in a slight surplus, I'm going to pretty much guarantee you that that was not from body fat. Um, so usually right whenever we see the scale go up, our heads think fat, but that's probably the very last thing that it would be, to be honest. Um, so that's a second kind of con. And again, I'll kind of go into a lot more of those reasons in detail here in a second. Um, but the third is, I guess, does it really matter what the number is? So I like to kind of give this picture to my clients sometimes. Um, so let's just say you're my client. I'm talking to you right now. If you have um, two photos in front of you and I say, which which one do you want to look like? Um, and you pick the girl on the right and I tell you that she weighed more and your head, you might be like, okay, cool. I still want to look like her. But say that was you and that number was a little bit higher on the scale and you, for that reason, didn't like your physique, um, just didn't like yourself, whatever. And I think whenever you look at it that way, you're like, oh, wow, we really are just hard on it because it's ourselves. And what you have to remember is like the number, it doesn't matter what the number says. If you're happy, if you feel good in the gym, if you feel good outside of the gym, you are confident in your body, like the number doesn't matter. So let's say, I mean, if the number was 120 or 160, if you're happy where you're at and you're confident 
um, with what you've worked for, then it shouldn't matter what it says. And I think a lot of people get so, so just stuck to one number. Um, and honestly, in reality, if your goal is to build and change your physique, then the number will likely over time actually increase because you are going to be putting on more muscle, um, in relation to fat. So like for me, um, I used to weigh probably, I would say like, well, at my lowest, I was quite a bit lower, but my average used to be like 120 or so, um, with a normal amount of body fat on me. And now I'm like a little bit over 140 with a normal amount of body fat because I have changed my body composition. And if I were to have let myself get so sucked into that 120 number, that I wouldn't ever let it go up, then it would have been a lot harder to get to where I am now. Um, And that's not to say that I never struggled with seeing it slowly go up, but it's just kind of something to think about that maybe in a fat loss phase, you might lose a couple of pounds, but then over time, your scale is actually turning up because you're putting on more muscle. Um, So with that being said, let's get into some of the reasons why the scale is really not the best measure of progress and why it does fluctuate so much because I know that you hear that all the time but let's just kind of go into a couple of reasons so one is going to be water Uh, this is actually a huge one Um, and water kind of goes with a lot of these but we'll just start with water in general Um, so one reason that the scale may be up is because maybe you're just eating more carbs in general. And that's not because carbs are making you add body fat, but carbs actually hold water with them. Um, So the more carbs that you're eating, you may just be holding a little bit more water. And what's funny is actually whenever your body has um, more carbs and there's more water, it can actually make our muscle cells a little bit more swollen, which can actually make us look more toned, more tight, but the scale could be up. Um, So that's one thing. And then sodium. So if you typically like eat at home or whatever, your sodium intake is probably going to be relatively the same. You probably salt your foods about the same, eat generally the same foods. So if you go out to eat, even if you order chicken, broccoli, and rice, and they um, highly salt the food, your scale could be up the next day just simply because sodium holds water. And so if you had more than your body was used to, that could be a reason. And I am not not saying at all that sodium is bad. I actually think a lot of people who train underutilize sodium, um, but your body will kind of even out your sodium balance in your body um, and kind of even it out with what it's used to getting daily. Um, so whenever you just have jumps in sodium, that can make you hold a little bit of water. So a lot of times people will eat out and maybe weigh a little bit more the next day and be like, oh my gosh, I gained three pounds from that rice. <laughs> and that is not the case. Um, your body just has a little bit more sodium holding a little bit more water. Um, fiber is another one. So whenever your fiber is kind of all over the place, that can also impact the scale. Um, So I have noticed, at least with myself and with clients, whenever we keep fiber pretty steady um, in a good range, it helps this scale not fluctuate as much. Um, I typically say about 25 to 30 grams. It it totally depends on the person, but that's a good kind of like rule of thumb. 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day usually puts people in a pretty good place. And I see that whenever we get kind of way under that, way over that, um, it can kind of cause some fluctuations in the scale as well. Obviously, like if you're bloated or like if you wake up and you don't use the restroom before you weigh and you normally do, obviously that's going to impact the scale because you simply have more inside of you. Um, 
Inflammation is another big one. So a lot of beginners, whenever they start training, say they have a fat loss goal. Um, so they're doing that through diet and training. Um, so they start resistance training and obviously it's a very new stimulus to the body. So there is going to be some inflammation, um, from that. And with inflammation also comes holding quite a bit of water. So actually a lot of times whenever you are a beginner, you have quite a bit of fat to lose. You start resistance training, your scale could actually stay the same or go up while you're losing body fat simply because um, of inflammation from your training um, and your body just recovering from that. And then another note that I wanted to make here was dehydration can totally impact the scale because I also have a lot of times myself, I used to do this too until I knew this, um, and sometimes my clients, they'll say they'll go out on a Saturday night and they will wake up four pounds lighter and they're like, oh my gosh, like I just needed to do that. I just needed to drink. Um, and then I kind of have to be like, well, as cool as that was, unfortunately, that was just because like you were dehydrated. So alcohol has a very dehydrating effect. So if you do go out, say you have a couple drinks, but don't like overdo food or anything, you wake up lighter the next day could very well just be that uh, all your water has basically been sucked out of you from drinking. So that's something to keep in mind as well if you have big drops down. Um, and then same thing with the inflammation. So say this doesn't have anything to do with alcohol, but um, the scale kind of fluctuates down. Um, if you say you were pretty inflamed from your training, stress in life, things like that, um, and then you take a couple of days off the gym, give your body a little bit more food, and then the scale goes down. Very, very likely due to a big drop in inflammation because you take that stress off your body. Um, and so I guess that's another thing to note is that stress in general can increase inflammation due to our cortisol levels, things like that. And then the last thing that I want to touch on here is muscle. So I know people say all the time muscle weighs more than fat and that's not the case. Um, let's clear that one up here. So muscle is simply more dense than fat. So if you take the same amount of fat and muscle, like the same amount and weight, the muscle is going to take up less space. So somebody who weighs, if we have two people standing next to each other and they weigh the exact same, but one has more muscle, they're going to have a leaner look because that muscle takes up less space. Um, so that's where that comes from. And that's one reason though, while we are like building muscle or if like you're a beginner, let's say you're building muscle and losing fat at the same time, the scale could totally be staying the same and we could be kind of switching out, basically swapping some of that fat for muscle. Um, so the scale staying the same, but our body composition is improving. So that is just kind of some of the reasons that I wanted to cover there. Hopefully um, you kind of got some new insight there and maybe next time you weigh yourself, you'll be like, oh, okay. So it could be a list of, there's, there's a ton of other things too, but it could be that I was stressed last night. It would be, it could be that I am weighing myself an hour earlier today. It could be that I didn't use the restroom yet. It could be that I had more salt in my dinner. Like so many things could have been that I did a leg day yesterday. So I'm a little bit more inflamed. So as you can see the scale, it's just like, you don't need to let it alter how like you go about your day, how you view yourself that day, because like I said at the beginning, it's probably not fat. Um, obviously, yes, there is fat gain. I mean, if you're eating in a caloric surplus, 
for a consistent amount of time, whatever. But on a day-to-day basis, um, these are some really good things to think about to help you view the scale more objectively rather than subjectively. Um, And then before I end this, I just kind of wanted to go over some other progress measures Um, for those of you who maybe are going to use the scale but want some other things to focus on. Or for those of you who are like, I'm not in the best place mentally to use a scale, but I don't know how to measure progress. I'm going to give you guys just a couple things that you guys can do to measure progress instead. So one thing is going to be just taking a look at your energy in general. So how how many like crashes are you having? You know, like are you getting home and just feeling so drained, so tired all the time, waking up tired even? Um, so a progress measure from that might be okay, you're not having that afternoon crash as hard anymore, or you're waking up fully energized, feeling like you are actually like able to take on the task for your day. Um, so that's a big, big one. And then also quality of life is a huge one. I think that whenever people are getting along on their fitness journey, starting to eat better, um, training, whatever, building confidence, it can really improve just your quality of life in general. So I think that that's a big thing to focus on too. Like, are you having better relationships? Are you, because you're bettering yourself, are you able to put more effort into those relationships, which therefore is increasing your quality of life? Are you less focused on food and the scale so you're enjoying time with people more? That's a big one. Um, and that kind of goes along with my next one, which is less food focus. If you're in like a reverse dieting phase, or even if you are just coming from under eating to finally eating enough, Um, having less food focus is huge. That's actually one thing that I try to look for before I ever take a client into a fat loss phase is let's get you in a place where we're not focused on food for a while. Like you've probably been focused on food for the past six years of your life. So let's get calories up a little bit. Let's get your energy up and let's get you to not be focusing so much on food and be focusing so much more on these other things. Um, that's a huge, huge progress measure. Um, And obviously, if you are dieting, if you are in a deficit, it's going to be a lot harder to not focus on food. But that's one of the benefits of coming out of that for a little bit is to let your mind have less focus on those foods. Um, Another huge, 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 huge progress measure is your strength in the gym. And this is why I always stress following proper gym or proper programming um, to progressive overload, to progressively overload your muscles um, because... Whenever it comes to driving body composition changes, if you aren't getting stronger and progressing in the gym, you likely aren't putting on, well, you're not putting on muscle. We need that stimulus to put on new muscle. Um, And what new muscle is going to do is not only help change your body composition, but also help you to burn more calories at rest, all that fun stuff. Um, So your strength in the gym is a huge progress measure. If the scale is like maybe staying relatively the same and you're getting stronger, very likely that you're making really good body composition progress. Might not be scale, but like I said, we can be like putting on some muscle, which is going to change the way that you look. Um, so strength in the gym is huge. I highly recommend that everybody get some kind of like programming and stick with it rather than constantly jumping around exercises so that you can really, uh, focus on progressing in the gym. Cause that is going to be big. And that's a great, great way to track progress, especially like if you are in a growing phase, I think that that's one of the best ways to track progress. And it's a really fun way to track progress as well. Can build a lot of self-confidence and it's just a fun goal to have like it makes you motivated to go to the gym like right now I'm trying to get my pull up and I'm trying to increase my squat 
um, and my deadlift. And it really is motivating to me to go to the gym for something other than a physique reason. Um, so obviously, yes, I do care about my physique, but at the same time, it's so nice to like have a goal that isn't revolved around that so that my reason for getting out of bed and going to the gym isn't, oh, I want to look better because that goal only goes so far, honestly. But when my goal is I'm getting this dang pull up, it's a lot more motivated, motivating for me to go. Um, so the next one is going to be another progress measure outside of the scale is how your clothes are fitting. So kind of going off of body composition, if you are changing your body composition, um, losing some body fat, maybe building some muscle. Um, also though, training does change kind of how your body responds to carbohydrates, um, which can change how your body is kind of shifting those nutrients, where they're going. Um, that's kind of a topic for a whole nother video. I mean, this is not a video for a whole nother podcast. Um, but nutrient partitioning is big. So whenever it comes to training, your body could be putting more of your glucose like into your muscles, just kind of changing your overall body composition, which could make your clothes be fitting totally differently, which is another big sign of progress outside of the scale. Um, and then lastly, and one of my favorite ones is progress photos. This kind of goes along with how your clothes fit. It's something that the scale is not going to show you that only the photos can show you. So progress photos can show if you're um, decreasing inflammation. Like say you do take some time off, a couple days off the gym, increase your calories for a second um, or for not for a second, <laughs> for a couple of days or whatever it may be. And you notice, oh my gosh, like I tightened up from that. Um, that's a that's one way that we can use progress pictures. We can also use it just for progress over time um, with muscle building and especially in fat loss phases. I think progress photos are so key to be taking because the scale can show you so many false representations of your progress that having the photos to go along with it, you can be like, okay, well, my weight is the same, but I can definitely see a like progress in these photos. And one thing to note with progress photos, if you are pretty significantly like overweight or something and you have quite a bit of weight to lose, it may seem like it's happening slower. You might not be able to see um, as much progress week by week. Whereas like if you're super lean, it's going to be easier to see those week by week changes just because obviously um, you have less body fat. So it's easier to see those changes. Um, but I still think that they're very, very useful. I recommend that people take them um, two to four times a month. I think that's a really good rate. But that is kind of the last progress measure that I wanted to touch on. Hopefully this this uh, podcast helped you guys. Hopefully you got some value out of it. Um, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I feel as though the scale is something that a lot of us girls struggle with and guys. Um, and I wanted to give you guys some insight as to some of the objective reasons behind why people say not to focus on the scale. Um, so as you guys saw, there was a couple of pros, but there's also a lot of, and I wouldn't even say cons, there's just a lot of things to be wary of. Um, so don't, don't think that I'm saying that it's um, all bad. I'm just saying that it can be bad if you don't take in mind all of those other objective reasons for fluctuations that I was talking about. So that is going to conclude this podcast episode. Hope that you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to share this if you did enjoy it um, and leave a review if you would like. Again, thank you so much for y'all's support here. If you ever have like ideas that you want me to talk about, um, feel free to let me know. You can DM me on Instagram, whatever you want to do, but that is going to be it for me and I will talk to you guys in the next one.